everybody and welcome to In My Mug episode 210 on Monday the 19th of November 2012. I am your host Stephen Layton and today I am in the future because I'm recording this before I go to New Zealand but I'll be in New Zealand where I'll be in the future but I'll be back by then but yes I'm going to be recording the tasting in New Zealand but I'm recording this before I go so I get the bulk of it done so I can do the editing so I don't spend my whole life in New Zealand editing videos. I hope you don't mind. Um, but yes, I'm very excited about New Zealand as I said to you last week. I'm sure it's been great because I'm back now. But yeah. um, so normally what we would do, we would do the news but I have no news to tell you because it's not there yet. Um, so we should dive straight into 20 seconds on. And 20 seconds is going to be on the legend that is David Vilker. And go. David Vilker has grown coffee on the land he bought since 2001 with his wife Justina Mater and his four children and his dog. Don David Dog is very important. He's lived in Karanavi since leaving La Paz over 15 years ago and he told me Karanavi is much, much better as La Paz because it's a little bit warmer. For the first five or six years, he sold his coffee to anyone who would take it, but he now works with our exporters where he gets a higher price. 20 seconds on. No time again. But David Vilke is one of the most interesting coffee producers I met. He was very, very grumpy when we met him in Karanavi, but warmed uh, as we got chatting and very, very charming. And his wife is amazing too. I, I, I loved them both. But anyway, let's talk about the coffee. Like, I'm so excited to see this coffee come back for a second year. Um, it's from the colony of Belinda, uh, which is located in the North youngest region of Bolivia, as I've said, near to the town of Karanavi. Um, the reason it's called Finca David Vilca is the farm just doesn't have a name. And this I found more and more common as I was going around. So they're either named after the colony that they're in. So Belinda, we've had a Belinda in the past and I'm fairly confident that Belinda was this one. But um, we've been able to track it down to individuals now, which is really important um, for me because I like to find out the people behind it. He bought this 12 hectare farm. I was told it was seven last year, but I, when I got talking to him, he was telling me it's 12 hectares. Um, so he could look after his family and give them some kind of stability and support and, you know, kind of like an investment, if you like. And when he took over, it had one acre of Carilla, which is a, not a very good variety, very high yielding, very low tasting. Um, but he experimented with this for the first couple of years and got really interested in coffee and thought that it was a good way to go. It kind of became a bit of a hobby for him. So then he started to plant more and more um, and he's now planting Katura and Katai all over the farm. And also he was telling me while he was there, he's nearly got rid of all the Carilla that was there. There is a little bit left, but he's been going through like a, a process of removing it uh, and planting it with Tipica or Katura um, or, uh, sorry, Katura or Katai which uh, he's doing because cup quality. He knows it tastes better. Um, I think that's ace that a producer in Bolivia is suddenly caring about cup quality because Bolivia is a place that, like lots of small producers, they used to get all bundled together and it didn't matter on taste. But since he's working with the exporters who we, we're working with, they're paying him a higher price for better tasting micro lots. So that's what he's doing. So we should go through the numbers. The farm is called Finca David Vilca. Found in 2001, nearest city is Karanavi, which is in the north youngest region of Bolivia. Altitude of 1,570 to 1,600 metres above sea level. 
uh, read about 20,000 coffee plants on the farm, which I thought was interesting. That He was, he was telling me that he around about 20,000 on there, which, again, very, very cool. Which is Katura um, and Katayi and Criolla a little bit of. Um, uh, he also grows citrus fruits on the farm. He has oranges and tangerines. Um, and the average age of the plant is between 8 and 12 years old because he, of this planting that he's gone through and this replanting and stuff. So, so super, super smart. I, I, I really love it. I, I just, it's, it's, it's a great, great coffee. Um, we should go into the map bit, which I think is going to be fairly detailed this time because I took my little GPS with me when I, when I went and uh, was able to get all the coordinates and all of those things from it. So, yeah, this is going to be a fun map bit. It's the map bit. No expense spent. It's the map bit. Okay, let's do this. So, up we go. And across... Whoa, whoa, wrong way. No, we should be going to Bolivia. Oh, right, we're going to New Zealand. So here we go from Wellington, from my hotel. Clever. Up we go. Oh, gosh, isn't there a lot of sea when you go this way? This is all way, way, in the world. And here we have Bolivia. And... Um, there we can see Loeza and David Vilka, the two coffees that we've got on the site at the moment from Bolivia. There's going to be lots more coming up on that map very soon. And we're going to zoom in. Now, you see the valley just to the bottom kind of east, southeast? That's where Carico is. And this is where Google Earth gets a bit rubbish. It kind of stops and doesn't really get very clear because it's somewhere that hasn't been scanned that well. So... What I promise to do in later ones where we do have Bolivia, I will get this sorted. But for now, I'm going to put you a little screenshot up of my GPS, just so you can see the group of farms that we're going to be adding and the group of farms uh, that, we, that, that we buy from. And they're re relatively to the mill, which you can see on there, which is in Carico. So um, I'm sorry it's a bit rushed, but I'm rushing to get away and I have to do this at home before I leave. So uh, that was the map bit. It will be better soon. I told you it would be a fun map bit, didn't I? Um, but now it's time for Roland's daft fact of the week. I wonder what piece of genius he shall tell us today. Roland's daft fact of the week. Bolivia has around about three million coffee trees, which if you think about it is quite a lot. But not when you think about Brazil, which has 3.9 billion trees. Makes it look rather small, doesn't it? Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. Wow. So, three million coffee trees in Bolivia does sound like quite a lot, but when you hear Brazil at like 3.9 billion coffee trees, it just, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's quite funny because when I was in Bolivia, people in Bolivia don't really see themselves as a coffee growing country. Um, they buy coffee from Costa Rica, Colombia. A lot of producing countries will ban import from other coffee producers because, like El Salvador, for instance, you can't buy anything but El Salvador coffee. Um, and, and, and I was really surprised to see this, but they were saying, well, we don't really grow that much coffee in Bolivia. Yeah, I love Bolivia. Like, for me, it's probably the, the origin that I love most. Um, I love the people. I love the place, but I, I also love the coffee. I just think it's so diverse and amazing. Anyway, let's get on with this. So last week we had latte. Today we're replacing it with the cone. Now I'm panicking a little bit here because I have a wheel of death and I don't know how I'm going to do stuff. Um, so here goes. 
Where's he stop? Clever Dripper? How am I going to put Clever Dripper in my luggage? Oh, well, Wheel of Death says that I've got to do Clever Dripper, so I'm going to be taking a Clever Dripper all the way to New Zealand. Oh, looky me. Um, that's the Wheel of Death for you. So, um, yeah, I think it's now time to kind of mix up the way that we do stuff. So we can't do Descriptor Scale this week. Um, and we can't do the Pinboard of Doom because it just doesn't make sense to do the two. So what we should go straight into is the Staff Clip. So Liz has been with us for 18 months, uh, she helps on the packing side and uh, she's always really happy, really cheery, just kind of gives us a little bit of lift like on the two days she comes in because they're busy days and um, and yeah, it's, it's, she's a really good kind of member of the team but I don't feel I can poke fun at her quite as much as I can like Baby Kay and Sarah and all the rest. So um, the only thing I could really pick on was her name is Elizabeth and uh, I only know one other Elizabeth so it's time for Regal Liz. getting weirder aren't they I'm sorry I don't know what I, I think I just took some cheese when I moved into this uh, this set and um, started to be all a bit crazy but I like the fact that you're getting to meet all the staff and you kind of know that it's not just me behind the scenes there's so many people that work hard here at has been and a company is only as good as the team um, and we have the best team without a doubt um, and Liz is a very very valuable member of that too so it's time for us to go and do the tasting and time for us to um, go and um, to the other side of the world and to New Zealand where I've managed to take a bag of this coffee and a clever dripper. Clever dripper. There's nothing clever about a clever dripper. So hello everybody and I'm back. But I'm back in a diff... I'm in the man of the future. I am in the future. I'm going to dive straight into the espresso before they go cold, so, and I'll tell you where I am once I've done this, so, let's go in. Now, I'm not sure of the dose of this, because I haven't pulled it, the guys here have very kindly done it for me, but, boom, there we go. <laughs> so, it's sweet, you get the chocolate sweetness come through, and this is like, a, this is an awesome espresso. So it's sweet, chocolatey, but there's more to it. There's kind of like a berry, um, and, and like a pear, and an apple, and a really kind of lively acidity going on in there, but still sweet and chocolatey, so, mmm, that is good. So I'm filming this at a place, uh, it's called, um, the company is called Flight, and this is called The Hangar, um, and it's in Wellington, and it, like, they're doing a great job here, they're rocking the Slayer, they've got three... Uh, espressos on at any one time. They've got a brew bar, which is like really unusual for New Zealand, is to find somebody doing a good brew bar. Like, found a couple of places since being here, but these guys have given me consistently great coffee. So if you come into Wellington, you've got to visit here. It's not an advert either. You've got to visit here. So let's go into the milk. Pretty latte art as well. Don't get that when I'm back home. Wow. So, since I've been here as well, the other thing I've noticed about New Zealand is it rains a lot. And when it rains a lot, it means you get lots of lovely grass. And when you get lots of lovely grass, you get cows eating lots of lovely grass. And the milk is phenomenal. Like I'm tasting the milk more than the coffee here because it is just so well done. But the, 
the creaminess of the milk kind of really hits with that chocolate and it's a milk chocolate in the espresso so you get milk chocolate mashing together in there with with the milk and it really really does work super super well the acidity kind of dies down a little bit which you'd expect because you're adding milk to it and you're going to kind of even it out a little bit but the chocolate becomes the really major dominant part of this now it is like boom in 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 the, in the mouth so what I'm going to do is going to whack you on pause now and I'm going to go and, uh, and oh, as if I'm going to make it because I'm bone idle because I'm in New Zealand but I'm going to go and get the clever dripper from the fantastic wheel of death that I've had to bring all the way to this side of the world so I'll be back with you in just a second And I'm back, and I've got the filter coffee, and uh, yeah, it was with a clever, I promise you, it's over there, I did bring it, it killed me. Um, I'm going to be quick, because these guys are open now, and I'm, mate, can you turn the music down a bit? So, let's, let's dive in. So, the thing with this coffee is it's super clean, like, that's the first thing you notice with it. It's a beautifully well-processed, washed coffee, well-picked, well-sorted, um, and it is super, super clean. And the chocolate's there, the sweetness is there. But it's more of a shoulder this time than the, the kind of dominant factor. The dominant one in the brood for me is there's this whole berry and pear and like it's this beautiful acidity. And it's not as much as last year, but there's a whole like juniper berry thing going on. It really kind of reminds me of that kind of like tart kind of, you know, it's, it really kind of is sharp. But just for me, it's one of the best coffees to come out of Bolivia for us this year. Um, uh, I, I, I really, really like. He may be, a, he may be very miserable, but we love him. Um, the other thing to tell you as well that I haven't got with me, but we've got the cascara. So we've got a cascara from David Vilker as well, which will be going on the site this week. Um, so if you want to try a different cascara, because we've got the one from Loesa and we've got the one from David Vilker, we've also got another cascara to come as well with one of the other Bolivians coming up. So yeah, it's going to be Cascara City soon. So, listen, I'm going to wrap up. Uh, thank you very much for joining me as always. Thank you very much to the flight guys for letting me come and do this. Do come and visit them if you're in Wellington. They are the place to come. And do remember, life is too short for bad coffee.